Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on our brand new couch is my brand new husband, Tope Adabanjo. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Tope sounds like. No, it's 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 your why'd your you, other why, host, why, my beautiful why, husband. Why'd you have Chris to Mullet. use somebody real? Like, why'd you have to make? You could have just made up a name, like my new husband, Liam. Adelson. Because then you would have been bugging me about who Liam Adelson is. At least you know it's not a possibility if I use someone real. Like, it's not actually the truth. But it's something you may want to have happen. I mean, if something happened to you... <laughs> I was going to call you out because I thought I saw the beginning of Lying Mouth develop. No. But no, you were just, just looking forward to my death so you can jump on Tope's bones. Right before we started recording, I was like, hey, do you want to switch it up a little bit? Like, maybe, like, new format or different, like, new couch, new house, all this stuff. And you're like, no, but you were just already planning on... New host. On switching it up, being like... You're like that fucking Snickers commercial. You know the one. It's like, hey, you just want to switch it up a little bit? And he's like, oh, yeah, so it's just like a, a couple's thing? And they're like, no, I meant teams. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm what, 35 years old, I quote want? commercials now. <laughs> Hey, Noreen. I'm one of those, hey. Uh, hey, have you ever cried during a commercial before? Yes. Which yes. one? Well, there, there's been a few Super Bowl commercials that have gotten me. There have been a few in the last, not the last re- couple of years, but I know that there's been a more recent, like, Super Bowl commercial that got me crying. I remember right after, like, I went, not after Jillian's born, but, like, I want to say maybe she's, like, two or three. There was that Pampers commercial where it's, like, oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, love yeah. of your baby, and I was like, oh, she's not in diapers anymore. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no, I know like what you're talking about. Sad sack, yeah. Yeah. But way to, way to, you know, swerve the conversation away from, uh... You wanting to have sex with one of my best friends? I didn't friends? say that. I never said that. I said he would be the co-host of the show. With me. Married with movies. Hey. Well, marriage doesn't mean you have to have sex, right? <laughs> Beat you to it. It is July 13th, 2022, and we just took a two-week break. We did. From the show, mm-hmm. correct? Was it two, or it was only one? Um, we... I don't know. All my shit is packed up, so I don't have any of my dates and all my so other things. So we watched... The last movie we watched on June 27th, and we recorded that in our old house. Right as we were getting ready. Ready to leave. Right. Okay. Which was a week and a half ago. That's it? At this point, yes. A week and a half ago. When did it yes. air? Yes. Yeah, it aired on July 1st. Yeah, so yep, it'll, be, yep. it'll be two weeks. It'll be two week hiatus. So we, just missed, so we just missed one week. Yeah, we missed one episode. Okay, so we missed one week. All right, we're good, we're good, we're good. No guarantees there's going to be anything next week or the week after that, or who knows, because I'm going to actually give me out phone this week. So, let's, uh, Cliff Notes, uh, high-level overview. We're on a new couch. We're in a new house. We have new floors. We got new paint. I wanted a new husband, but only one of those six things happened. Didn't happen. Huh? What? 
So Samantha died a couple weeks ago, and I've just been uh, talking to this ghost that everyone can hear. No. Uh, I thought you were going to say, like, and I just shoved my hand up her ass and been puppeting her ever since. Like, <laughs> this is your impression of me. I don't know why I was going to do me puppeting you as the shark from Toy Story that gets the, <laughs> howdy, 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 I'm Samantha. <laughs> I don't know why that's my impression of you dead, but that sounds better than you alive. Um, so yeah, so it's been a couple weeks. Uh, the move went... It went. As it, well it, it as a move can go. It rained all day. It rained the whole weekend. One of our movers didn't show up. Uh, so we only had two nights. Shout out to Malik and Anthony. They busted their ass yeah. from... 8.45 in the morning until 5.30 at night. Y'all need some moving done in the local Central Florida, Orlando area. Call Use the, all, all my, my sons, sons downtown and ask for Malik and Anthony. And then make sure the third person comes. So by the end of your move, these two guys are fucking dead. They were dead by the end of ours. Um, so but it went prior, as well as it could go. Prior to that, we had our brand new luxury vinyl planks installed. We had all of our painting done. Multiple colors throughout many different rooms. Everything's going peachy keen. Sunday, let's test out some of the appliances. Samantha tests out our washer. We go run some errands. Come back. What are all these fucking puddles on the floor? Uh, somebody, one of one of the many people that were in our house doing things, didn't hook our drain hose back up in our washing machine. And it's been a mess. It was in literally the exact same spot that something had happened in the house prior, which we're thinking was the exact same thing. Right. So. Yeah, so we had water under our brand new vinyl floors. Thankfully, they were on top of tile, tile. So it just took them like a week to dry, and they came out, and everything was fine with them. We may have a similar issue in our kitchen right now. I think it was just I was a messy boy cleaning corn earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Messy boy berry window. Cleaning corn berry window. (laughs) Cleaning corn berry window. Cleaning corn berry. But look, Uh, we are beyond blast. We have worked so hard to get here. And we... That also was a blessing in disguise, what happened, because we were able to find that the repairs they did weren't great. So so now we're getting getting that redone. Exactly. So Uh, look... We still have so much shit to do. Samantha ordered a bed for my daughter that didn't have a mattress attached to it. So that was... Wait, you didn't have to throw that out there. <laughs> I did put it in the worst possible terms to just throw it all on you. Why? Like, that was My so daughter, rude. you did this. That was rude. Uh, everything is still... I've been managing everything else. Well, I should also add... And this working. Is, yeah, this is happening right as... Uh, you are still in a very busy, stressful job. You've almost been out a year. But for me... I can't believe it's I Tomorrow will be a month somehow in this job. Wow. It feels like it's been four days. Um, <laughs> and it is definitely the hardest and busiest job I've ever had in my entire fucking life. But everyone says I'm doing great. Um, I'll have to start going out of town for that job starting this weekend. So again, our schedule might be a little wonky. Um, in terms of uh, next week's episode, but we'll figure it out because we still have uh, this weekend before I leave town. We have uh, a storage unit to unload, and we have a dining room table coming in. We have the rest of Jillian's furniture coming in. We have other furniture still to arrive, and we have multiple rooms still due, and a list that is very long of very very many things to unpack. And, so if if, and if y'all find it in your heart to come and help us. We're here. Fuck that. We don't have a guest bed yet. Slide into my DMs and tell me and Can fucking send stop? me money. Is that <laughs> you want to slide it into your DMs? No, it's for us? money. It's for us. Slide into our DMs. Y'all can DM me directly then. Directly. Tope. No. DM me. Tope. 
at Jam with Your Sam on Instagram. <laughs> um, I know he knows. Uh, you can. Our couch is very comfortable. Yeah, power I, I, I dig it. We have you options for where we record. We still have a little council. Uh, council. A we, con- a con- <laughs> council of people we consult. I was going over there. Council. Uh, no, we have our console here. Um, power recliners. It's got power in it. We got. Lots of space. So because work has been so busy and because we've been so busy, we're trying to get back to some semblance of normalcy where like everything is eventually going to get done. So we took time from a particularly rough Monday a couple days ago and sat and watched uh, the first movie in our house. It wasn't the first thing we watched in our house. We made sure uh, the first couple days after mm-hmm. we moved in, we watched the last two episodes of Stranger Things season four. And Yo, that's, that's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say, too. It, it was, and it was, the boys. It was great. And we finished the boys. Those are the two mm-hmm. things. There's nothing else. We've been trying to, like, as we eat dinner, we've, we're starting to get through Miss Marvel a little Catch bit. Catch up on We stuff, started watching yes. Is It Cake by the recommendation of Andrew Zangri, and it's great. It's a perfect thing to watch with Jillian. She loves um, it. She can't ever identify the cake. Chris always gets it. I know my cake. So we're going to record tonight. And we're going to see where it takes us from here. And yeah, just make sure you're subscribed and you got everything ready. So whenever another episode comes up, hopefully we'll be able to still do every week. It might, we might miss a week or two here and there in the foreseeable future. Because like I said, I'm we're out busy. of town. Uh, then I'm out of town again for multiple reasons. We're both out of town. We have a lot going on. So, And we still want to get this house in some semblance of order before Julian starts school in like three weeks time. Oh, like my actual God. school, like kindergarten. Um, oh man! But yeah, I also want to at some point. I don't know how it's going to work. Maybe like a Patreon exclusive, because um, we're going to have like a little entertainment area and like our movie stuff and like our I want to do like a little like virtual tour for the people that are listening that won't be able to go to like our eventual housewarming party, so they can see the new digs, see the new Casa de Mullet. Not that we did that the first time, but now I actually want to show off my house as long as it's not. Dripping mold in the other room with fans <laughs> blaring, and you know, Carly, come over and, and help us out, and everything going on. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, do we miss anything I up don't front? Think so, we uh, next time we record, we will have at least one movie to discuss because we are going to go out to the movies uh, Saturday mm-hmm. after a very, very long day of more moving, as I mentioned. Um, we're going to go see Thor Love and Thunder, we just bought our tickets tonight. Uh, with Jillian, and then She's the weekend afterwards, um, we are going to try to do a double, fe- a separate double feature, because um, we want to get those points for our movie league that we are very much. Well, and also Jillian wants to see minions. And Jillian wants to see minions, uh, and you refuse to see a Jordan Pill movie in theater, so I'm going to try yeah, to. Yeah, because I don't want to shit myself in front of other yeah. people. In worst case, Who if former guests of the show Justin can't join us, we'll just still plan on doing it, and we'll just go earlier in the morning and be done with it. Sure. Speaking of being done with it, let's uh, let's start the next uh, 400 episode chapter of this podcast, huh? With episode 401, Ready Player One, your nominated movie, the first movie we watched in this house, you evil woman. Not I'll evil. Read the box right now. Ready Player One, pure Spielberg magic says. Oh, I saved it on my phone. What am I doing? Go back. Is Terry White Empire. Mm-hmm. Be excited for it. it. Says Eric Davis Fandango. I almost said Fandango. Would you kind of guess? Director Steven Probably. Spielberg's science fiction action adventure reveals a chaotic, collapsing world in the year 2045. Salvation lies in the Oasis, a fantastical virtual reality universe created by the brilliant and eccentric James Halliday. 
When Halliday dies, his immense fortune is left to the first person who can find a digital Easter egg hidden in the oasis. Joining the hunt is unlikely young hero Wade Watts, who is hurled into a breakneck reality-bending quest filled with mystery, discovery, and danger. Ooh, that was close. You, you had a couple uh, close ones there, buddy. Nothing. So what's the score in the new house for our race to 25 fuck-ups on reading the back of the box? It's close. It's close. It it's is. It's close in terms of getting there. and You are at 20, and I am at 19. Okay. So we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, so. All right. So uh, I. Why did you nominate this movie? Well, I nominated this movie because I wanted to watch it again because I read the the book. Yeah, we'd, only seen it, we'd only seen it once, the movie. Yeah. We'd only seen, seen the movie once. And, and I read the book. Yeah. And I really loved the book. I read it at a book club with former uh, guest of the show, Tatiana. I would argue in terms of, the book came out, what, the early 2010s? Maybe Something aughts? like that. Something like that. I would say, it definitely came out in the new millennia. I would say probably, if I had to make a I, big hyperbolic statement, probably one of the five or ten most popular and famous books that has come out, like, fiction-wise. In the last, like, yeah. Like, it it's a huge thing to where fucking Steven Spielberg is doing the movie. Absolutely. Yeah. So I really enjoyed the first book. The second book recently came out. Couple at this point, probably a couple... Ago, yeah. Which I think is yesterday, because I don't understand how Actually, time no, works. I don't understand how time works, but, like, I knew that came out. I want to read it. I believe it I have no time in my life. maligned reviews. It came out in 2020. So the book Two came out in ago. 2011, mm-hmm. the movie was 2018, and the book, the sequel came out in 2020. And I want to say the sequel was pretty, uh, pretty panned, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I want to read it still. Mm-hmm. I want to read the first book again, because I remember re- enjoying the book. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I? It's like 80s, like... Oh yeah, it's everything that everything we Everything that we and... love and, you know, glorifies everything. Um... And so I had really wanted to like this movie when we first saw it. Which we didn't see it in theaters because this came out, like I said, in 2018. So we had a two-year-old. And right, right. our movie viewing out in theaters was few and far between. So I think this was a... It had to have been a Plex. I, I think so. Like, like once it was available to watch by illegal means, we did it back in the day. I think that's right. And I just, you know... It was the I only didn't, time we saw it. And we liked yeah, it. We liked it. It, it. It's a fine adaptation. It's a fine adaptation. You would know the adaptation part better than right. I would because I have not read the book. It's a fine adaptation. I never read fiction books hardly anymore, Right, which I love fiction books, and I yeah. think it's a fine adaptation. I think, yeah, I mean, that that's the best thing I could say about it from that perspective. It's but pretty different, though, right, in terms of an adaptation? Like, there are, some, there are significant changes. N- not... So just, so just from my, well, just from my minimal research, I know my personal favorite part of the movie, The Shining Stretch, is totally fabricated for this movie. In the book, it's war games instead, if I'm not it, mistaken. You're right, yes. They yeah. have to recite the entire movie oh, of war games. Uh, a movie I have never seen. I own 2,000 movies, never seen war games. <laughs> um, so that's different. Yeah. I also believe... So this, like, this takes place over the course of, like, a few days. And, like, in the book, it takes place it's over, like... much more detailed well, and drawn take, out. It, well, and you can. You can, and you also... You could have still done it here. Well, yeah, but, but also with these, it's like you have to get the key, all the keys, and you have to unlock the door, like, the gate. And, like, mm-hmm. it's a lot more explained, and it, it just goes, like... It, 
it actually explains everything. So that boggles my mind because <laughs> one thing this movie does is explain. Yeah, there's a lot it of exposition it. in this movie. I don't know what it is about my life now, but every time uh, I need something explained or something detailed, it's always coming at me in rapid fire. That's both at work. That's when I'm watching my wrestling because AEW's uh, commentator has to speak at the speed of the Micro Machines guy to get through everything they need to announce in like a minute period at the end of the shows. And this movie, which has like the most overwhelming longest exposition dumps to set up everything mm-hmm. ever. So I don't think we've gone in. You said it's a, it's a fine adaptation. You still enjoyed the movie, correct? Yeah. I did not. <laughs> I, did, I, I, I mean, I, I did. did I, I enjoyed it, I think, because I knew the source material. Well, it, it doesn't even matter the source material. So, the world is very cool. Yes. It, it, I, I mean, how can it not be? Besides Every, the fact that Columbus it, is the fastest growing city. Because it's Columbus. Of course it's Columbus. Which, if the, Akron would have been such a better fucking choice than Columbus. Because Columbus is like the penthouse of Ohio. <laughs> which is saying, which is saying, which is saying, the balls are the best part of the genitals. <laughs> it's just like what, um, but no, like Columbus hat is like got some nice modern areas. Yeah, it's so it, like it, it's ahead. Of, it, it's more yeah, uh, for, for, for what it for liberal what it, for what it's intended to act really better. But anyway, the first fifteen minutes are just so fucking rough because it has to throw. So it has much. to build this world. It has to build this world of like here's avatar names and here's Easter eggs and keys and Sixers and this company and this person and it's all through fucking narration, which is a a trope that I'm not necessarily fond of because unless you're like fucking Goodfellas or or something else that makes or Fight Club or something that like makes sense in the scope of the story, then it's just to me lazy. Um, and that's all the, like, it's all that it is. <laughs> it's all the beginning of the movie is, is you need to know all of this before we can even get into what is happening. Um, so that's a hard hurdle to, to jump over right away. But I think, I think my biggest problem with the movie, I, I have a few of them. I think my biggest part of the fall of the movie is, is that, in that the world is built out and it just moves so fast, but it still doesn't accomplish so much. Like, there are just things, like, that are introduced that you just totally forget about. Like, uh, Artemis, like, she's part of this, like, like, like revolt or rebellion, mm-hmm. right? That has a little thing. That, that as soon as you meet, like, you get there, like, you never hear or see or yeah, hear yeah. from it ever again. And that's, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Is that bigger in the book? Um, I, I think so. It's okay. been a while since I've read it. I want to reread it. Sure. Once we unpack a box um so i think though it is i think my other thing is it feels too try hard at times and i think the problem is from some of the source material because it is it is a wholly original concept that is hinging on the sentimental, nostalgic memories of intellectual property. So it's the same thing as, like, the problem that people have with Space Jam is that there's nothing, like, necessarily artistic about a lot of it because it's, like, how hard is it to be, like, you know what would be cool? A Gundam fighting Mechagodzilla. Like, it's just, it's fan fiction for the sake of, like, 
putting people in the seats and getting them to be like, oh, it's so cool, and not fucking caring about, like, storytelling. Um, and I think... Sure. I, th- and, 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 I mean, the book was a little bit grittier, too. Like, the book, like, some of, of the course. people, like, died. Well, that, like, was, that was my other complaint I was going to have, was, like, another yeah. thing about not letting... That it just gets, like, washed over and forgotten about is, like, Wade's fucking only blood relative like gets murdered in this movie via an explosion uh-huh. and not even three minutes of screen time later he's with his crush and he's just like laughing and like like flirting with her and like sharing right, jokes right. and stuff it's it like, doesn't show like, like that emotional uh the only emotion you feel throughout the for me at least I feel throughout the entire movie one way or another for anybody or any character is with Halliday himself through the flashbacks and, yeah. and for me through the Mark Ryland performance and this fully fleshed out uh, probably, probably on the spectrum probably spectrum laden laden's the wrong word like spe- like sitting on the spectrum like eccentric genius mm-hmm. who has created something that all these people are fascinated with so seeing how unfascinated he is by things and uh, and fascinating in himself yeah and his like little snippets that's stuff that i gravitate towards so at the end when you say goodbye when he says goodbye and thanks him for playing the game that's the only emotion you kind of get from the movie because he's so thankful that so many people have experienced what he needs yeah and you get that a little bit with simon Pegg as well in the, in the brief moment you yeah have him. you, you but, do but anything beyond that's that more in anything the beyond that you mm-hmm. don't get which is shocking because this is a Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah. I was shocked. So as I was like, the movie was wrapping up or especially wrapping up. Uh, so I think we addressed it on the last podcast. We have been trying to nominate and pick movies that we have access to via streaming services because all our movies are, are packed up at the moment. And I picked Ready Player One thinking we had it and then we didn't. I was able to record it off of Hulu um, or it was finally available for streaming on Hulu. But I sold the ad. So, like, every 20 minutes, we were getting interrupted by a three-minute commercial. Yeah. It took us three hours to watch a movie, so it wasn't ideal. Yeah, yeah. But during that time, I was, like, I like to go back to, like, the, the Reddit movie discussions when the movie was out in theaters to see what people were talking about in terms of, like, how they felt in the theater, the reactions, like, in the moment. Mm-hmm. Not over the passage of time and how, you know, people have... You know, change your opinion like at the time how it was, and people were like, "Man, Spielberg did it again." And I was like, "Really? Did he do it again?" Because this doesn't feel like a Steven Spielberg movie to me at all. Besides how some of the action sequences I think are put together, because nobody can film a shot CGI or otherwise like Steven Spielberg. Like the, uh, like absolutely, the, like the King like Kong. The, like the first race, the first race, race is ugh. incredibly impressive. It's it is great, but it highlights to me how much of this isn't a Spielberg movie. Because it just felt inauthentic because it's all just computer generated. And sure, Steven Spielberg is the guy that fucking made dinosaurs alive in Jurassic Park and is an AI and all these other minority report and all these other projects. But at the same time, he's also known for having his heart in old school cinema and practical effects. And this movie, to me, had like negative of those. The whole movie, like half the movie is, is, you know, virtual reality characters. And it looks works an avatar that came out 10 years before. Sure. So it, it sucked me out of it because I hold those movies on a pedestal. Like West Side Story was as good as it was last year because of the touch of Spielberg. It was cool, boy. <laughs> Crazy cool. This didn't have that. 
I think it, this is Spielberg trying to be something else, which is weird to say because it's Spielberg. And he also, doesn't need to do that. I also feel that it's kind of disgusting that he did this because, correct me if I'm wrong again. Everything in the book is about Steven every, Spielberg. Like, he is the father of the 80s yeah. in so many different well, the, ways. Yeah. It's executive produced Back to the Future, and that's the right, main the car of the main character. Right. There was, um, and there's a lot more right. Spielberg that he took out. Yeah, oh, yeah. He, ha- he like, had to. You can't like be like massaging your... Like, he didn't be like jerking himself He's off. Michael like, Bay with <laughs> <laughs> Ambulance. <laughs> Gives a shout out to his own movies twice in the first 15 he minutes. He was creating a favor. Right, now I want to see a Michael Bay Ready Player One. It would be the greatest movie ever. <laughs> Yo, Michael Bay, get those rights to Ready Player Two. I mean, it's in development. And Spielberg won't do it again because Spielberg said this was the third hardest movie he's ever made after Jaws and Saving Private Ryan. That's you know how insane ridiculous. that is? <laughs> what, 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 which Saving Private Ryan? The one with Matt Damon? I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I struggled with the movie because... They're, like like I said, the voiceovers are repetitive. The family drama, even when you still had it, just felt like hackneyed it, 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 Spielberg. W- right. It wasn't very... Like, you didn't feel the relationships. Yeah. And that's something Steven Spielberg's known for, is developing those relationships between the characters in a short time, like with E.T. Yeah. The the main love interests, like the main like couple... I, I, I gotta... I, 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 it was okay. I felt like it should have been more like overwhelming, but I think because of the story, I would blame some of the story of it itself because it's inherently kind of weird and creepy. Like you fell in love with this person in like this but, virtual reality but that, world. But that's what happens. But, that, but that's what kind of what happens. But it's different because I'm seeing these weird like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles neutrino characters. Yeah, but like, you don't think that that happens, though? I mean, I'm people sure meet does. online all the time. Who's to say they don't meet playing World of Warcraft? I'm, I'm sure they do. But sure. It, but it doesn't mean that it's something that I enjoy watching. <laughs> That's, sure. I didn't no, enjoy I watching understand. it. I understand. Okay. Because also, the movie didn't really... The movie had one of the worst sense of humors I've ever seen in a movie as well, in terms of, like, the scale or budget. Because... One, you had a couple characters just were constantly misplacing humor for their characters, which we'll get to later. Uh, and two, when it wasn't being a little lighthearted and it was taking itself seriously, some of the stuff that gets said without like a glimmer of, you know, like realization that it's ridiculous what's being said. Yeah, I just have a hard buy-in of being like, well, over at IOI, the Sixers are are looking for us gunters and like rewind what you just fucking said. <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> and you're just treating it like I'm just supposed to fucking go along with the ride and it's normal. And it's not. Well, but but you're supposed to suspend your disbelief for it, just like you do in other movies. I, but just because this isn't your preferred genre of that's preference. Not, that's, that's totally false. As of an 80s nostalgic sci-fi movie is like absolutely my genre. Except that it has avatars who fall in love with each other. I just, Virtual reality. I think movie. I would blame that more on the production design and how they looked and how it was dressed and also the performance it, of the characters. I, I don't know if that's necessarily true because regardless of how they looked, the concept is still the same and what you said is you have a problem with the no, concept. Maybe I, I have a problem with the concept but also I think more so of it was how it 
played out and how it looked. But it's supposed to look like that. Like, it's supposed to be like these absurd hybrid creatures. Like, that's the whole point of the Oasis, of, like, you being able to be whoever you want and do whatever you want. It's, like, that's why I like a lot of, like, role-playing games, like Dungeons & Dragons. You can be a human or you could be an elf or a bard or an ogre, like, there's other... Or you can be me, because I'm in this movie. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Beetlejuice. Hey, nice digs. All right. Where's my room? Outside. Uh, excuse me. I'm, I'm not an outside dog. I'm an inside dog. And by inside a dog, I mean I eat it. So I'm Beetlejuice. I eat everything. I'll choke on a dog! One of my lines. I, I was working on another line today. What's the one? It's a... Uh, I got a photo shoot about GQ in about half an hour. I think I've got that one down. Let's go for a wispier Beetlejuice now. Why? You sound like you're out of breath. Because I'm fat. Look at me. Beetlejuice has been putting them on, baby. What have you been eating? Dogs. I just told you. You don't listen to me. That's why you're bad at improv. That's right. I've been watching you from way back when. I've seen everything. Mm-hmm. So where's my room? This is the place? Is it? It's all right. I've seen better. I've seen mm. worse. One of the worst places I've ever seen. What? <laughs> I shouldn't say that out loud. <laughs> bye bye. And Frank's attic. Bye bye. <laughs> um, You're so rude. One of my favorite things about the movie, uh, I think I shot on it a little bit earlier, is when the pop culture stuff like works in pockets, it works. So like seeing Beetlejuice, of course, for me, but like the Chucky gag, that's funny. Uh, the use of the Iron Giant. Is, is well done. Yeah. Uh, like I already mentioned, the shining part is my is the best part of the movie because it is an amazing recapturing of that. It's it's a love letter from Spielberg to Kubrick, and it's just five amazing minutes that they just get to fucking go do whatever. I wanted more of it. Mm-hmm. I wish like really that whole segment is predicated on H, right? Because like H is the one that has never seen the movie, meets the twins, gets caught up in the blood, yeah. goes to room 237. Mm-hmm. Like I wish like it kind of spread it out and d- diversified a little bit, but I still liked it because it wasn't at the mercy of the book and that was when Spielberg was able to just Spielberg. He got to have a little fun there. Um, yeah, I hated it. Because you hate The Shining. Because I hate The Shining. Do you have a favorite and least favorite part of the movie? I want to make sure we hit that every single time. Uh, um, I thought that the, the the race was really, really yeah. good. Like, the entirety. Like, just, like, them showing it. And and then also, when he figures it out and then goes backwards. And, like, you see it, like, from under the thing. I thought that was really cool. Um, so, I really like that. My least favorite part has to do with acting. So, I don't know if I could say it. There's some acting problems. There's we'll we'll get into that problem. later. I thought I did also like the shining part because I thought that there was a lot of humor there with yeah. H specifically, like with you know, uh, with with him interacting with all those things with the bathtub lady. Like, sorry to interrupt your bathtub. I know self care is important. And then she turns into the creepy, gross bathtub lady. Um, so, like, I like the humor that came out of that. Um, so yeah, but. I also love the music throughout the movie. Well, of duh. course, yeah. obviously. That's, that, that goes without saying. The music is yeah. great. Um, yeah. The, every, like I said, everything holiday for me made me wake up and invested in it because I felt like I was actually like 
playing along mm-hmm. and also felt invested in the portrayals and the character. Um, even though, like, in the book, are the clues, like, blatantly obvious? Like, no. So you mean uh, to tell me in, how, no. in five years nobody thought to just drive fucking backwards? <laughs> like, nobody thought of that? No, it's a little different. I think. I mean, it's, it's a, a cool moment. Yeah, I think it's a little bit differently done in the movie. Okay. You mean in the book? I meant in the book. Um, but, like, you know, it's also about learning. Mm-hmm. The, like his history and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Uh, I like the dance scene. I think that was the best scene the two of them have together mm-hmm. until it leads to the, the lead characters being a fucking idiot like he is for like a most of the movie. Um, and I don't know if that's just because. Yeah. Is every... Oh, it's not a race in the first one. It's play. They play a game. They play a game. Oh, in the um, mm-hmm. in the book, okay. I think in all of them they play a game. Um, yeah, I, I, there, I've I don't know if it's Ty Sheridan who's not my LVP. What? He's not. He's there's no way he's the LVP. That I, cook. I, I I don't know what it is about if you've been Cyclops in your life. What the fuck is? Did you rename our Alexa Cuck? It's hilarious. Cuck cuck. Um. I don't know what it is about having played Cyclops at one point in your career that just makes you just a cuck in every other thing you've ever been in. But um, he's fine. I'm not a big fan of him. He just he's got he's just got a like a dumb face. He's just like the white the white boy white boy white boy thing. Yeah, it's just he's just got no discernible qualities to me. Yep. Uh, the the character in the portrayal, so like he's traipsing around being awkward with Artemis, you know, in the virtual world throughout every interaction, right? And then, you know, this nervous, awkward fuck. And then, like, upon her, like, the first meeting when she, you know, he finds she has the birthmark birthmark and, you know, she's, you know, kind of, you know, a little emotionally damaged from what she's been through in her life. And now you're, like, touching her face and playing it cool like you're fucking Brando. And your aunt just died? It just... It, a lot of that didn't work. A lot of, like, the Sam, like, in peril stretch just did nothing for me. Like, her getting kidnapped and breaking out. Like, there's so much time spent. Because also, for me, IOO, IOI is a big swing in the miss. It's all over the top. It's all a little obnoxious. Like, I like Ben Mendelsohn as an actor. Yeah. I think he's okay in this. I think he's just miscasted. Um, but like that boardroom scene where like it, a lot of it is just unrealistic and over the top, like them saying they're going to put ads on 80% of the screen and like they show mm-hmm. it. Like I've seen that fucking before that gag's been fucking done. Sure. To sure. Death. Um, there's nothing necessarily really ominous or evil about his portrayal, even when he's his fucking avatar. Because avatar, he just looks like fucking Bizarro John Hamm. Um, it's true. Bizarro, like the Superman character and John yeah, Hamm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there's just, there's just like things that are gaping. So the police existed this whole time as well. Uh, <laughs> you get to see them. Sure. At the very, like, police yeah. ex machina. Just like, um... Uh, what's his name? Uh, what's Simon Pegg's avatar's character? 
His avatar character? I don't know. Well, the butler. Oh, like the... the oh, oh, oh. Um, Jeeves, or what the fuck his name was. I don't remember what the, the character's name was. Yeah, the... But the uh, guy that runs the archive is Simon Pegg, right? Yes. Which is a great bit that I've read. Somebody was like, all right, so let me get this straight. So Simon Pegg had to play an American in this movie. The curator, yeah. The curator. So as the curator, he had to do a British accent, but have it be an American pretending to do a British accent as a British accent as a British person. And I was like, oh, that's actually really clever, and it sounds it sounds appropriate. Um, but, like, his button is an extra life token. It's like, that, was that, that wasn't established. Coin. That wasn't established at any point prior, was it? No. Yeah. But is it, but you didn't know in the book either until it happened, too. Oh, that's terrible. Um, <laughs> that sucks. And everything. But also, like, there, there's a lot of key differences. Like, in the book, like, like, um... Uh, Wade and Samantha don't meet till the end, and like oh, so they're only Artemis and uh, yeah, they're only in uh, the Oasis. Mm-hmm. In the Oasis, okay. yeah, like it's a lot of differences. Um, and like one of the five people die, like either Daicho or Show. One of those mm. two die. Probably not the child, if I had to guess. Maybe I think it might be the child mm. actually. Do you, and like do they do you, so? Yeah. Do Parsifal and all them meet in person? Part of that as well. I think I think the other ones do. I Are the demographics kind of close? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so in the book, Lean, uh, like, like Lena Waite's character is like mm-hmm. a like a. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. A, a lesbian African American. Oh, woman. nice. Okay, mm-hmm. cool, cool, cool. Yeah, um, no, like I mean, it's got a lot of diversity and stuff, and it's great because you can be anyone. And well, yeah, yeah no, th- like that, that part. I I'm, love it. I that mean, part I think I'm it's totally great. with. I did wish there was a little bit more. Again, like it's a two hour and twenty minute movie. Like you could give us more about. You can give us more for each character, and yeah. you can also like make those moments like, oh yeah, I'm H, oh yeah, I'm this person, like, and it's like, okay, well, like we've just been friends forever, I guess, so let's just fucking go do whatever. Right, right. Uh, the ending also, like, the tone of the, ed- the ending was a little sudden for me because, you know, so he beats, he does the Easter egg, he finds the Easter egg because it's the adventure thing, he passes that final like little test with signing the contract, and then he goes to. Um, the Easter egg, which is meeting Halliday, um, him getting the Easter egg like stops Sorrento in his tracks for whatever reason, uh, and then he loses, and then we get this comedic little interlude with the secondary villain hitting him in the car, which wasn't necessary because they weren't comedic this entire time. So like that stuff's happening, and then it's kind of like dramatic and emotional with like them solving the game, but it's also, like, celebratory because, like, they've won. And then I, I I don't know how I feel about them shutting off, like, the Oasis two days a week because, like, don't they establish that, like, for all of its flaws, the Oasis also, like, has so much good to it? Like, isn't there, like, school and, like, jobs and shit in the Oasis? So they're so not in the Oasis, but in the real world there is. Or there is in the Oasis. Yeah. They have to go to a school every yeah. day and stuff so, like that. So, like... Yeah. They just don't show any of it. Okay. I don't know. I just... I, like, I'm sure that... He says, like, it's not wasn't a popular thing. But I just... I didn't like that ending at all. It was... I don't know. It felt... Too much of it feels hokey to me. Sure, because it's a... Happy ending. No, no, I'm not talking about the ending. I'm talking about the movie in general. Like, yeah. As a book, I can see it being cool. But, like, having characters, like, call it shit, like, oh, Mega Godzilla. Like, like I said before, like, it just feels inauthentic as a movie. Sure. Because it's 
replicating well, because so it, much it's of the narration, things. which is what a book is. Right, but as a on know, the something, something about it being a book sure. makes it feel more genuine than a movie especially this movie, like laying it out the way that it does. Sure. Um all right, well, you said the stuff you didn't like the most was getting into performances. So let's get into performances and name some LV- MVPs and LVPs. Um, where do you want to start? We can start with LVP. You're, so you really do believe it's Ty Sheridan or... Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, well, because you made a face when I said it's not him. Well, only because he's a cuck. I thought he'd still be in the running for it. Like, James I mean, Marsden's always in the running for it. I mean, he's probably it. bottom three. So, so sure. it's TJ Miller. Yeah. It's T.J. Miller. It's T.J. Miller. It is one of... T.J. Miller is T.J. Miller. He... It even looks like T.J. Miller. Like, the other ones don't really look like themselves. It is one of the most baffling casting decisions I've ever seen in a movie like this of my entire life. it could have been anybody else. So, describe to me the the Iraq character in the book. I'm guessing it's not... No, it's like menacing, I think. Yeah, well, because... I I honestly can't remember if that... Character the, exists in the, the book character or not. design is it's legitimately a he's got like a fucking skeleton for a torso. Yeah, uh, I I think that that it's character... a scary, ominous, like mercenary character, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that character exists in the even book. upon introducing him. Oh yeah, no, it does. He hires Iraq. Yeah, like even in the first. 15, 20 seconds of seeing the character, you're like, oh, this bad, bad Badass. Opens his mouth. Yep. <laughs> eliminated. And he's like, oh, well, my, my neck. And it's just like, oh. I got this carpal tunnel in my neck. Like, I don't think it was. It's TJ Miller. Yeah. I don't think it was. I can't remember it being a humorous character in the book. Well, it doesn't. It's, I hate to tell you. It's, it's not, not a humorous, humorous character, character in the now? movie. Well, I don't know. Because I didn't they... chuckle or smile once. And that wasn't because I had a bad day and I was stressed out. It was just like, at a certain point, He's, it happens most in like the, those comedy actors, right? Like Michael Sarah was Michael Sarah and everything. Fucking, uh, I'm trying to think of another example. Uh, Amy Schumer or Rebel Wilson or like, like the, in, in everything they are. TJ Miller, I think is one of the worst because when he first was doing it, it was legitimately very funny. Like he's a, he's a funny guy. It, by all intents and purposes, he's now a piece of shit that is never going to probably work again. Sure. Because, of course he is. But, like, it worked in... Oh, sorry. It worked in the projects that he was doing. Right. And then he was put into, uh, like, either sequels of that project. Mm-hmm. Like, the difference between Deadpool and Deadpool 2, we already talked about in the show because we did both movies, is is drastic. Same thing with, like, the How to Train Your Dragon movies. Mm-hmm. And he's getting put in... Big budget, high profile movies where there's like, we need this kind of character. We'll just get him, right. and the, there's nothing that's done with it except TJ just go. Yeah, and it it, it well, does and, it makes no sense and, in the realm of the movie whatsoever. Right. Well, and that's all, and also he gets so many like animated like voice acting. Yeah, and, which is absurd because it's like it's just him. It's that's, him. Like yeah. he doesn't do accents. He yeah. doesn't do anything. Like. You know, Will Arnett has been in every animated every movie animated for the past 17 years. And then who else? And sometimes John, you, sometimes John you, Ratzenberg has been in... Well, John, that, that's a bad example, because as soon as as soon as soon a, a guy with a mustache or a fat guy or a pig piggy bank opens their mouth, like, well, that's a John Ratzenberger character. <laughs> but, but... What? Oh, Alan Tudyk. 
Alan Tudyk's been Better in a Jeff. ton of animated movies, and the characters are all different. Well, I mean, voice He's, acting is an art, and want, at a certain some, point, you, you want, want some, some candy. candy. Over and, the past, and then, hey, hey, really, P- Pixar started it, and then DreamWorks really did it. it. Was like, we'll just get a fucking name that we can put to get the in, adults in, because mm-hmm. the kids are always going to want to see it, and. A lot of times, like, the work isn't put in. It, that's why, you know, when we do a lot of animated movies, we're reading the same fucking names over and over again. Yeah. Because they've made careers out of it. But for some celebrities, they just, it, it's a payday for, like, that's minimal work. do it. And they're mm-hmm. just the same thing Keep getting them time. checks. And that's what T.J. Miller is in this. He is... I don't have my big book of stats, but I know he is now a multi-time LVP. I think it's only his second. I know he was the LVP, I want to say, for Deadpool 2. Um, I don't think he's our first three-timer. I could be wrong. We'll correct that probably in the next episode, because I think my book is right upstairs uh, on my side of the bed. But, um, yeah, it, it's T.J. Miller. I also, the other person I was going to pitch... Um, T.J. Miller got it for... Deadpool 2, I'm pretty sure. There wouldn't be anything else. Let me see. Uh, the other person I was going to suggest, just because hmm. I didn't really, or maybe it wasn't him, and maybe he was just nominated, should have been LVP. That might be what it was. No, it was him in, in Deadpool. It was, okay. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of the girl villain. Oh yeah, I didn't like her. Well, because I didn't like her also in she's the she's um ghost from Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, I knew I recognized her. Yeah, I didn't yeah, like her in that. Hannah either. John Kamen as Finale Zandor. Um, yeah, she just doesn't have much in the way. I think she has a very like intoxicating look. Oh, does she? No, I, tell me more about her no, she's intoxicating. She's a she has a charismatic, unique look. And I think she gets by on it <laughs> because I don't think she's very much of a, very much of an actress. Um, so that, that would have been my my other one. Uh, MVP. Who's your MVP of the movie? Um, I think this is difficult because I think that the performances I like the best are ones that I guess didn't have as much screen time. Mm-hmm. I think that Simon Pegg is the MVP for his role as a curator, and Ogden Morrow. Um, I think he just brought so much life to it. I think he did such a great job at he's very, it. He's very good. He's, he's so good. good. Um, but I think you're going to say that it's, it's Mark, Mark Rylance. Rylance. Which, look, I've had a rivalry with Mark Rylance. I feel like on this show and in life for quite really? some time. Because he robbed Sylvester Stallone of Best Supporting Actor for Creed. For Bridge of Spies, another Spielberg movie that I, to this day, insist not a single human being has seen. Didn't you see it? No, I didn't see it. It's before we did all those. Tony definitely saw it. Tony definitely saw it. Tony definitely saw it. I like bridges and I like spies. Tony definitely saw it. And also it was an Oscar movie. uh, Tony's been into that longer than you. But I had that rivalry, like I said, sight unseen. Uh, just because it was such like a, of course that wins, you know? And I was like, who the fuck is this fucking little guy? Like, where'd this guy come from? He's been he doing, was in BFG. He's been doing, as the BFG. Well, he's, well, that was after that. He's been doing Shakespeare and, and, you know, theater forever. And the things I've seen him in are this. I saw him in The Trial of the Chicago 7, and he was probably my favorite part of that movie. I'm like, oh, fuck, this guy's actually really good, isn't he? Shit. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, I think he's breathtaking in this. I think he, like I said earlier, he fully develops that character. It's just like so you get easily. it. You it's absolutely like you get, get it. it because he is you, that a, he's that eccentric trillionaire genius. Everybody knows that person who's like they don't have social graces, but they're unmatched yeah, in they, their field. And, and well, he also like he's you can see him calculating and trying in every little moment whoever he talks to wanting to just have this pure product and this pure vision for yeah, the world and the regret he feels for the things he didn't do when he was he alive do, or the things he did do and like yeah. what came out of it like losing his friend and yeah. everything it's it's him um it's him easily for me i didn't have anybody else written down if i had to do a backup I didn't write Simon Pegg's because he really, I think, only talks in two scenes. Well, three, if you count the, the curator stuff. I like Olivia Cook. I've liked I her. I like in, her. I've liked her in everything she's that I've seen her in, which I think the only thing has been um, Sound of Metal. I know her biggest thing was me and Earl and the Dying Girl, which we have, but we haven't watched yet. Um, but I like her. I think she's very good. Like I said, Ben Mendelsohn's always going to be good. Mm-hmm. I like Lena Waithe. I thought Lena Waithe did a great job I, in um, it. If you haven't watched the second season of Master of None, it's maybe one of my favorite seasons of TV ever, and her episode where she became the first African-American female to win an Emmy for writing comedy um, is absolutely... Well-deserved. Is, is an incredible episode yeah. of that. And then so. I don't think anyone else really did much. No, there's not there's not a lot of... Like, yeah, like, like they're the other quote-unquote main characters, but they weren't given a lot of stuff to do. Yeah. Um, no. Which is, again, one of the reasons why books are better than movies. Maybe we should start a book podcast. No way in hell. Why? You don't want to read the same books as me? No. <laughs> no. I like reading entertainment and sports nonfiction, and you read... Fiction books that sound like the computer games you play. Okay. Yeah. It's a fair, very well done synopsis of of all that. Sure, sure. Um, You're an idiot, but yeah. And you're a 13-year-old girl. Yeah, okay. We're all 13-year-old girls inside. I am not. (laughs) I'm a 35-year-old white man inside. That's your problem, buddy. Inside and out. That, that's, that's your problem. Um, how far are we away from something like this? Are we like in this already? Oh, not, we're, not we're, to that extent. Like I don't know. Not like, the honestly. stacks. Better not. I'm fucking not giving up this fucking house. Tell you what. Um, I like. It didn't. The problem is like it didn't feel as dystopian for me as well as like I felt like it should have been. But that's the whole point. That I, was the whole point. I, it's because they lived in this reality, like. In this virtual reality, because of how terrible actual reality is. Yeah. But yes, I think that they could have done a better job of making it more dystopian outside of the Oasis. Mm. But that, like, that's the point. So everybody retreated into this game is because everything else sucks. Yeah. So I don't know how far off we are from a technology perspective. Probably a bit far off, but well, we have like Oculus and we have those VR things, but that's not like you're still plugged into like a game, right? Like, like you're pl- well, no, like you're plugged in, but you're. I think aren't you also like? Yeah, no, I think you're like when you're you walk, you're in. seeing something in there, but it's not like yeah. you can interact with other things. And other I don't know. I haven't ever done I have it. No idea. We're too fucking busy, and I don't. I am not that person. Like yeah, we all know. 
But you are. Oh, I am. Would you be that person? Sure. That would like go into a fake world for hours on end and... Yeah. I have, like, on my computer. That's like The Sims. Yeah. The that's Sims. You, that's you managing everything. That's not you, like, interacting with other people. Like, you don't fucking talk to people. You can. On The Sims? Yeah, you can do, like, it online. Oh, have you? No. <laughs> It's like, no. It's well, no, but then it's also it's like the same as like World of Warcraft and stuff. No, I've never played like those connectivity games. I wasn't ever allowed to like to play like the online. Allowed to? Yeah, when I was a kid. Oh, true. I guess. Well, that was. Yeah. That Haven't was more you watched primitive. any SVU? I've been watching a lot of To Catch a Predator lately. Yeah. On okay. My phone. So then there you go. I know what it is, but I was like, I got suggested for one. I was like, huh? Top five funniest To Catch a Predators. That's an oxymoron. And then like. Three hours later, I'm just like, oh, man, I should stop because I'm going to be on a list. You're so <laughs> You're ridiculous. There was one from Fort Myer- Myers. I was trying to just find people I recognized. That's weird and um, gross. There could be a couple on there. Oh, uh, gosh. What else on Ready Player One? So you are, do you have the second book? No. So you need to get the second book and read it and find out. Well, I want to reread the first one so I remember everything and then read the second one. And then go from there. But yeah, like, look, it was it was a fun adaptation. I really like, you know, seeing these references come to life in this world. Because it is a little bit different than, like, you know, Back to the Future, Jurassic Park, all that. Um, I like some of the scenes. I think it looked good. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything else uh, from you on this uh, movie? Um, I don't think so. I'm trying to quickly scan through and see, like, so yeah. So, Ready Player Two received a widely negative critical reception, especially compared with Ready Player One. Great. A tedious slog through arcane pop culture references sprinkled in lazily. Um. Cool. <laughs> so. Yeah, it it appears as though it wasn't uh, wasn't good. <laughs> awesome. Um, but there's a film adaptation that there's a good chance it could happen, and apparently Olivia Cook is contractually attached to return the sequels, which I'm assuming if she is, then Ty Sheridan probably would be as well. He probably signed it without even. He probably added it in. Yeah, he he. Although I do, I think I did see that motherfucker like, on one of those like prestige like Apple TV shows coming up here soon. What else has he done? I was in Tree of Life. He's been in a few other things. He's twenty five. Sure. It's hard to tell. Like you know, Miles Teller's like older than us. That's, feels like, that's not. I'm right. pretty sure Miles Teller's like thirty six years old. That's not. And right. I'm like how. When did that happen? 36 years ago. He, he's born February 20th, 1987. He is a month and two days older, uh, younger than me. Yeah, yeah. So he's just 35 still. He's oh, did I talk about, I talk about Tonka Maverick, right? Yeah, I did. No. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. On the last one. I'm pretty sure. Because I was, we recorded, yeah, I, we did. Because I watched that Juneteenth. So oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was just picturing Miles Taylor's mustache in my head and I just got totally distracted. Um, in a good way or a bad way? I have no idea what I meant by that. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, score for Ready Player One. Uh, you nominated, so I scored first. 
Yeah, it wasn't, didn't dig it uh, second time around. I liked it more the first time, just because I think I was just so, everyone was telling me, like, you gotta read this book, you gotta experience it. And I was like, okay, cool, I like it. And like having sit, sit, sat through it again, and like really paid attention and got engrossed in it. It's an engrossing concept, but I think the execution was off, particularly when you have the greatest living blockbuster filmmaker ever putting it together. No, this was directed by Steven Spielberg, not Michael Bay. God gave me the Michael Bay version of Ready Player One so bad. Uh, yeah, just a little hokey and a little tonally off for me. But visuals were good. Uh, soundtrack was good. Couple cool sequences. I'm gonna give it a four and a half. Wow, you really did not like this movie. I think it is a sub-average movie. That's crazy. That's my score. Oh boy. I mean, I I agree with some of your points, but I still enjoyed it. Like I I still, you know, think it did its job. I, it's not as good as the book. Nothing ever is really. Um, I think it was. Good. I'd watch it again. See what else I pick up and stuff like that. I gave it a six and a half. Six and a half? Yeah. Okay. Five and a half for Ready Player One. I think that's Maybe fair. For sure. I think that's fair. Uh, TJ Miller really brought it down for me. Like the scenes he was in, like really brought me out of it just because I was like, oh, that's TJ Miller again. Uh, before I nominate my two movies, I, that, you posed an interesting question I wanted to ask. Have you, can you recall off the top of your head? a movie you've seen that was better than the book? Huh. It's come up, but it's a lot of, so, uh, it's a popular, like, ask Reddit and a popular movie that's Reddit interesting. question. That's interesting because, you know, I try to read the books and watch movies close together. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like, it comes after the fact. Um, none of the Harry Potter movies, sure, obviously. No, of course not. None of the Hunger Games movies, no. although some of the Hunger Games moment, the first Hunger Games movie, I think, was very well done. But um, I'm trying to think. I think it would probably have to veer into the realm of, like, the Nicholas Sparks movies. I think the Notebook okay. movie, I think I liked it better than the book. Sure. Uh, Walk to Remember. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they were about the same. I may, I think I'm just very nostalgic for that. But I think it would be more so those types of movies that get adapted, I think, are better overall than the, than the books. Gotcha. Um, I don't have a lot of... There's a, there's a lot that I want to read. Like, I've always wanted... Like, I have... Um, I want to buy No Country for All Men because that's one of the more common answers. Uh same thing with American Psycho. Same thing with... Uh, I've done a lot of, like, fringe ones. Like, I've never read Fight Club, but I've read Choke, which is the other Chuck Palahniuk book, like, most people know. And, like, that book is better than the movie, but, like, that's such a minimal answer. Um, if I had to give an answer of something I've actually, like, seen, uh, one of my favorite books, and, again, it's a non technically a nonfiction <laughs> Oh my God, you're so predictable. Well, it's the first nonfiction novel, so it doesn't count as In Cold Blood, the Truman Capote book. And that was an example for me to do the, the impersonation, which I'm going to do anyway. But uh, that book, I watched Capote, then read In Cold Blood, and then watched In Cold Blood. And the book was better than both. Um, it's just an absolutely fascinating book. Um, 
Well, thank you so much. I mean, like, it really is so hard for me to write. And I don't have anything else to say. So thank you. Goodbye. I like your home. You're not going to talk to me? Absolutely not. Okay. Goodbye. Well, Carol Channing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were losing it there. I'm always losing it. We're going to lose it with the two movies I nominated. So I was like, looking at the movies we've watched lately, and we've we've had a very good year. We've had two perfect ten movies. We've had a lot of of good stuff. Yeah, of of high high numbers. So I was like, let's fuck that up, huh? (laughs) Let's break in the house. Uh, I was planning this before we drew abduction. <laughs> so I think you're I, a fucking liar. No, so now I'm going to feel bad that we're probably going to watch two bad movies back to back to back. And also, after the last time of like having movies planned out and being like, oh shit, like I don't know if I can find them, I made sure that both of what I'm going to nominate are available. We do so much... Uh, we, we, try, we have to unfortunately avoid a lot of IP, big budget, um, comic book or superhero or toy-based movies because there's na- there's naturally sequels and things, right? Yeah. So I picked two that didn't have any sequels because the originals are so bad and I've never seen either one and I just have to finally know. So I'm nominating Masters of the Universe, the 80s He-Man movie with Dolph Lundgren, and Fantastic Four, the... Which For one? early 2000s and 10s one with Miles Teller, Michael B. Jordan. Oh, we're watching that. I, I knew we were. Uh, which Absolutely. is on, it's on Disney Plus. <laughs> because they. Because they own it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, and I was like, well, this, this doesn't count in the MCU. Because it's, it's not. It was Sony separately. And it'll never happen now. So, well, yeah. Well, it might. I'm so excited to watch how bad this movie is. <laughs> So, Fantastic Four, the 2015 version, I think, will be coming your way in just a couple weeks. Next week will be Abduction, the uh, the Taylor Lautner shit fest. And then, depending on how we're pack, unpacked, maybe Silver Linings Playbook. But almost definitely Fantastic Four very, very soon. Uh, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married Movies. We encourage you, as always, go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe every podcast. Patreon.com slash Arcade Audio for bonus content, including the Blank Slate draft that we did with Rich Camelucci probably sometime in the next month or two because we are approaching our 100th episode of the Blank Slate, which is going to be Rich and I talking about the 2021 or 2022 Emmy nominations, which just came out yesterday, mm. which are very spicy, um, a.k.a. the Ted Lasso and Succession Awards. Uh, because everybody and their mother was nominated, and uh, there were some surprises, but some things I was happy were not nominated, some things I were happy nominated. Um, Facebook.com slash MarriedMovies, at MarriedWMovies on Twitter, MarriedMovies at gmail.com, let's just think of the show. We already mentioned earlier, Jam With Your Sam on Instagram. At Jam With Your Sam. They know. At Your Host Mouth 38 on Instagram. And then just Slide like this, into my just like this took a little bit of a break. I had to take a, a week longer break than I wanted to for my retro wrestling diary. Oh no! So I'm two weeks behind. I know. Are you still in 1996? I am. Oh. Uh, but it will be back this Friday. I finished typing and everything up today for uh, their. This is the not penultimate, but what's before penultimate? There's two more shows after this in 1996. It's World War Three, 1996. Pre penultimate. 
Sure. I don't know if that's true. Uh, one of Tope's favorite events because it's just he's a mark for three rings. Um, and I don't know if I get it. It's a joke. It's fine. Ah. Yeah. That's it. And then you slide into our DM so you can buy a shit for our house. Give us money or just but buy me a new TV. Buy us a big ass TV. If you got money and you listen to this, just buy me a TV. I've given you hours of entertainment and enjoyment. Buy me a TV. Or, fuck you. you know, come on over, help us like unpack. We'll buy you pizza, no, beer. Fuck you. No, fuck you. Buy me something. You're an asshole. For <laughs> yeah. mullet. Smullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our brand new couch. Slash the movies. How long are you going to keep that up for? Until it smells like you? Well, it already smells like me. I farted on it like four times. Come on, man. On both chairs. Because you can't make up your mind of where you're going to sit. <sighs> I've had to like break it in. How much How much you think Jillian's farted on it? Oh, and her hands are always sticky. <laughs> Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.